I don't know how y'all doing today. This is Lee Whaley with Crusading for Christ. Podcast number whatever. I don't even know. But it doesn't matter. It's good to be here with you today. And um, I don't know about y'all, but my heart is absolutely broken. I mean, our country is falling apart right in front of us. Folks are dying. Folks are are killing, uh, destroying property. Uh, it's like Satan himself is just let loose and the demons of hell are gone and God's sitting back and saying, you know, you asked for it, you got it. But you know what? I want to tell you something today. There's still hope and there is. There's always going to be hope as long as God is sitting on his throne and Jesus Christ is sitting at his right hand. But I want to read something to you today that I hope will be a blessing to you. And, and I want you to listen to the words of Jesus. He said, Jesus said this in John 10 uh, verses 7 through 11. He said, he says to the to the people, he said, uh, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I'm the door of the sheep. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. Now listen, all that ever, he said, all that's ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't hear them. <laughs> Why? Because listen, he says, I'm the door. Jesus said, I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. But the thief comes but not to kill, but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd uh, giveth his life for the sheep. And we know that that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus died for his sheep, the sheep being the people. Anybody that's been saved by the grace of God, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, born again, not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed. Those are his sheep. Those are his people. And if you're one of those people today, I want you to listen to me for a few minutes. This is good stuff. And that's not because I said it. It's because the Bible says it. It's because that's what the Bible says. And see, the problem with us today in this world that we're living in, especially in America today, we've got away from the Christian values. We've got away from Christian living. We've got away from Christian thinking. We are now living in a secular world with humanists and atheists running the controls and, and, your, and your TVs and your televisions and your radios and all those things are being controlled by these liberal, and not all of them. I know there's a few out there that still hang on to the good old days, but listen, I'm talking about those people that will condemn you if you look at something the wrong way or say something the wrong way. Listen, this, there's none of us perfect. The Bible says we've all sinned and all come short of the glory of God, but God said in his word I, that the devil, the devil himself comes to do three things, and that's to steal and to kill and destroy him. That's what he said the devil does in verse 10. He says, but I have come. I am the good shepherd. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then he said, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. First of all, I want you to understand something. The devil is out to steal your knowledge, to steal what God has given you. And I'm talking to God's people. I'm not even talking to lost people. Lost people have no idea what I'm talking about. They think they do, but they don't. But if you're saved, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. The Bible says, and this is what I preached today over at Steve's church this morning, and thank you, Steve Duncan, for letting me come over and preach this morning. We enjoyed it. There was homecoming today. Great crowd, great people, great singing. But I just want, to, I just want you all to listen to me. 
The Bible says the devil himself is out to steal your knowledge. That's what he's out to steal. He's out to steal your brain. You're out to steal your mind. Out to steal the way you think. How does he do it? He does it through television. He does it through news media. He does it through pornography. He does it through all these things that pull you down and, and crush your heart and make you think like the world thinks. I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking to, I'm not talking to lost people. I'm talking to Christian people. And if you're a Christian out there today and you watch pornography and you go home and all that stuff is going to ruin your mind. It's going to ruin you and make you so you're ineffective for the Word of God. And I'm tired of playing this church stuff. Listen, it's time to get serious. It's time to put the stakes down. It's time to wake up. And it's time to get up. It's time to stand up and take up the cross and follow Christ. But no, not today. We don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. We don't want to make anybody mad. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to stir the waters because we might offend somebody. Well, Jesus offended a lot of folks. And these non-Christians, these atheists and the agnostics and secularists telling me that I've got to believe like they believe. No, I don't. And you don't either. We don't have to accept abortion as a way of, of birth control. We don't have to do that. Abortion is murder. And they've killed millions of babies and called it birth control. We don't have to accept it, and I never will. Thou shalt not kill, the Ten Commandments says. And neither do we have to accept homosexuality. Oh, you're going to say, oh, don't get involved in that. Let me tell you something. Homosexuality is, a, is an abomination under the Lord. In the book of Leviticus, in the book of Genesis, I mean, God set the table. Male and female, man and woman. And I don't want to hear this stuff on my genes. I'm telling you this. It's sin is from Satan himself. And he's killing your knowledge. He's taking everything you've got and destroying it. Because if he can keep you from having knowledge, and how do you get knowledge? You get it from reading the Bible. You hear me from reading the Bible. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But, do, but, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. You hear me? Satan fears one thing. He fears that Christians will read the book, the Bible, and they'll understand that there is a, there is a way to fight against him. Hebrews 4 and 12, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, listen, in verse uh, number 12 it says, For the word of God is quick, and it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And as a descender of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And all things are naked before it, are open to the eyes of him that will have to do it. And then the psalmist said in Psalms 119 verse 11, The word of God have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against God. You see, that's what we're afraid of. The devil's afraid if you read the Bible that you might become a better Christian, that you might become a stronger soldier, that you might be able to stand up against the wiles of the devil. In Ephesians chapter 6, it tells you to put on the whole armor of God. And then finally, 2 Timothy says, If you'll study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Psalms number 1, Blessed is the man that standeth not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and upon that law doth he meditate day and night. And the Bible says he'll be like that tree that's planted by the rivers, rivers of waters, that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. And his leaves shall never wither, whatsoever he shall do is going to prosper.
So the devil wants to kill your knowledge. Because if he can kill your knowledge, kills your thinking, he can destroy your your uh, joy. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to kill your joy. He wants to steal your knowledge. He wants to kill your joy. You know, the Christians, we ought to be the happiest people in all the world. Because we're not because our names are written on billboards. We're not because our names are written in news reports. But we ought to be the happiest people in the world because our names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Amen. And one day we're going to have a home in heaven, a city not made by hands, eternally in heaven with God. You ought to read your Bible. You'll find out a whole lot more about that. Oh, yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm a little tore up about these things that are going on. Men, people are killing each other because of the color of their skin. And God said, whosoever will come and let him take of the water of life freely. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you saved? If you are, act like it. Amen. Take up the cross and follow Jesus. Don't let the devil kill your joy. Don't look at these things and say, oh my God, what am I going to do? Turn to God and he'll give you these answers. If we want to see our country saved, we better start praying. We better start begging God to intervene because the day he's going to come a reckoning. He wants to kill your joy. He wants to steal your knowledge. In the first Peter chapter number one, I tell you, listen what the Bible says. He says, whom having not seen, talking about Jesus, and whom you love, amen, talking about Jesus, though you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable and full of great glory. You see, that's the joy of knowing the Lord. That's the joy of knowing that heaven is my home. When I was having going through cancer, when I was going down through the, going into surgery to have my lung removed, never smoked a day in my life. And I went in to get my lung removed, and I didn't know if I was ever going to see my family again. And I'm looking up at my wife and my kids and my grandkids, and, and I don't know if I'm ever going to see them again. Because I may die on that table. But I had a joy, because I told my wife, I said, Honey, if I don't ever see you again on this side of the grave, Hallelujah! <laughs> Amen! I'll see you on the other side. And I kissed her by. But thank God I'm still here. But if I hadn't have been, I'd have been waiting on the other side. That gives me joy. That gives me a peace that passes all understanding. That's what the Bible's all about. In the book of Philippians, joy spoken about so much six times. First Peter, like I said, gives me a joy that's unspeakable and full of great glory. And then when the Queen of Sheba, just think about this. When she came to see the temple that Solomon had built. And all the things that he had told her. Listen, Solomon looked at her, and she looked at him, and she looked and said, "Hey, her 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 entire body changed. She she was taken back so much." And then she finally sees it, and she says, "My eyes had seen it, and behold, the half has not yet been told. The wisdom and the prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard." Listen, one day, amen, when this old boy right here and all of God's people cross over to the other side, when this body dies and you lay it in the grave, I'm going to tell you what, don't weep for that because I'm not going to be there, hallelujah. I'm going to be in a place called heaven in the city of square, the Bible says four square, eternally with God. In a city where I'll never grow old, in a city where I'll never be sick, in a city where I'll never have any troubles or trials. 
praise God, I'm going to heaven when I die. And that gives me a joy that's unspeakable and full of great glory. How about you? Let's get on the real thing here. Now, the devil wants to kill your knowledge. He wants to kill your, he, destroy, he wants to destroy you now. He wants to steal it. Remember? He wants to kill your joy. And finally, listen, he wants to destroy your testimony. That's right. You young people, you listen to me. If the devil can do anything to cause you to sin, he's going to do it. If he can cause you to get pregnant, girls, he's going to do it. If he cause you boys to get into trouble and do steal and steal and kill, he's going to do it because he wants to destroy your testimony. You say you're a Christian, but you live like hell. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I got to say it. You better check up on yourself because the day's coming now. The Bible says every knee shall bow to God in Isaiah 45, 23 and 14, uh, Romans 14, 11, and then in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 10. The Bible says every knee will bow to God and every tongue will confess to him that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Are you ready to meet him? Are you seriously ready to meet the Lord? Then you better start acting like it. You better start praying. You better start praying for our pastors and for our leaders and for our evangelists and all these people that are out there on the front line. And there's a bunch of cupcakes out there too, afraid to speak up, afraid they might offend somebody. I'm tired of worrying about offending somebody. It's time to talk it and tell it like it is. They're going to hell without God. Are you prepared to let people go to hell? Oh God. Oh God. How can we sit back and let people die and not think twice about it? They don't deserve it. You deserved it. I deserved it. But thank God he saved us. Let's get burdened for the lost again. Don't let your testimony get ruined. Please don't let your testimony get ruined. Be the Christian God wants you to be. Put on the whole armor of God. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for our friends. We all stand in need. Hallelujah. And finally the Bible says if we'll humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That he will exalt you in due time. Amen. Casting all our cares on him for he cares for you. Because your adversary the devil is like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he can devour. And not only is a roaring lion in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14. The Bible says the devil is an angel of light. He looks like these guys that look like preachers. He acts like them, but he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He is a, he is a demolisher. John 8, 44 says he's the father of lies. Look it up. John 8, 44 says he's a liar. He's been a liar since the beginning, and there's no truth in him. My friends, what do you want to do? Our country is going to hell. People are dying without God. That's, that's our number one concern. It's time to win souls. It's time to win them to Christ. You change the heart and you'll change the country. Amen. You change their hearts and you'll change the country. You're not going to do it politically. You're not going to do it any other way. Wars or anything else. It don't work. Listen, I love you today. Pray for me. www.crusadingforchrist.com We're still working on that. But uh, it's coming along. You have a great day. Share this with somebody. Folks, we're dying without God. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time here at Crusading for Christ.